Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. This is episode eight of the Table and Well podcast. We are so glad you're here with us today. Please feel free to like and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred listening platform. And today we are going to be looking at part two of child maturity. We are just going to jump right into the needs and the task of the child stage of maturity. Just like in every other stage of maturity that we've talked about, there is a need or needs that need to happen that the person needs to mature and that there's tasks that their community has to do for them so they can be fully mature in that stage of maturity. And so today we're going to be talking about those two things. And we're also going to be talking about an interesting concept called pseudo maturity. I'm not going to get too much into that because I really want you to be listening and paying attention for that. Um, It's a very interesting concept. And I bet after you hear what it is and you look around your community or even look at yourself or look at your friends, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I can see how that has played a part in their maturity or even their relationships even today. So definitely want you to be paying attention for that and listening for that. So here is episode eight, which is part two of the child stage of maturity. Yeah. So let's talk about child stage tasks. Okay. Before we jump into that, I did want to say one thing and you made you alluded to it, um, but um, so there's also just um, there's stages within stages. We're not going to get uh, yeah, into yeah. all of those because that gets really deep. But just understand that. So like Janelle said, when we talk about a four year old or something that a 12 year old is doing, it doesn't mean the four year old should be doing it mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, it's so, all gradual. Yeah, it's all. So everything, literally everything builds on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's stages within the stages. So some of it may overlap as we talk through. So don't take it as like a wide birth of everyone between four and 12 should be doing this. No, there's, there's, and, and, and most of us in any type of child development, or if you've raised kids, or you have kids, you, you know, like yeah. you can tell like, Oh, they're ready to do this. And so um, I, I just want to say that before we move into this, yeah. these tasks. And I think too, we're talking a lot about from a parent perspective and helping to help your kids mature, mm-hmm. but also too, don't forget <laughs> this whole conversation, which we kind of shift to that now is about you yes. and where you may or may not have received what you need um, or been able to complete tasks that you needed anywhere between the ages of four and 12. Yeah. So uh, to keep that in mind, don't get stuck on um, unnecessarily age, but, but just general overall, let's think together about the tasks that we're about to talk about. Yeah. And was that something that I was able to complete from four till 40. Like there were certain things yeah. that were just like, huh, we had an extra, you know, 30 years on that. And, um, we still didn't, still quite didn't get, get that done. So, yeah. uh, so don't be afraid to say, or to look at it that way that, um, yeah, that it, just because it didn't happen in that little tiny window doesn't mean it didn't happen at all. Yeah. Uh, but it may not have happened yet. Yes. So, all right. Okay. Go for it, babe. So child stage tasks again, uh, the, ch- so when we say child's tasks means that this is the individual's responsibility. So as a child, it was my job to uh, take care of myself and learn how to do that. Uh, Learn how to say what I think and feel and appropriately ask for what I need. My community's job was to help 
teach me how to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, it was also my job to learn it. If I chose to still throw a fit and my community allowed that until I was 12 or beyond, um, it, it probably is still evident in my life. But I think one key thing that's not even so much the fit throwing, but it's the asking part Yeah, that is a big deal. And this was a key thing that I learned in my healing process that going back to the infant piece, I had not learned how to receive. I didn't have people who were mm -hmm. reading my needs and just meeting them without me asking. Mm -hmm. And so when I got to this stage, I also didn't learn how to identify my own needs and mm -hmm. ask for them. So I really that was one of the big things that I woke up to when I was 41 and in my healing process of, Oh man, I have spent my whole life not knowing what, what I need and knowing how to ask for it. I just have expected other people to just mm, figure it out wow, for me yeah. and then meet it. And I've been super disappointed in my relationships because they haven't. Yeah. So step, but how can we, if we don't know, right. And so step one really is don't jump to the ask part. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Because you can, you can be asking for something in a in an awful way and not actually know what you need. So step one is actually identifying what you need. And this was really good um, in, in our counseling. And something that continually came up for me was, I'm so frustrated with Tennyson, blah, 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 whatever the reason was. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, what, what do you need? Like, what are you needing from him that he's not giving you? You're mad about it. Okay. But what is it that you actually need? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know. He should know. Well, why should he know? Like if you don't know and you're you right. and you can hear your own thoughts and read your own heart and you know, like you can't read my thoughts. I actually know what's going on in here. So I have to take on the task of learning that. And I should have learned that in childhood. Yeah. I should learn, have learned when I was thirsty, learned when I was yeah. hungry, yep. learned when I was sad. I didn't. Mm. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It's um, interesting too, because one thing I think that we learned, a while ago too, is that if your brain stops developing, like, so there's this, how do I say this right? Um, there's a disconnect between your, your brain and your body and your needs. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you haven't emotionally matured to a certain level that you actually may not know when you're hungry, uh, yeah. physically oh, know gosh, when you're yeah. hungry, you well, may yeah. not physically know when you have to go to the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. You may physically not know when there's danger. Mm. Um, yeah, we've actually fostered multiple, multiple kids who had were well into their teen years and did not know when their body was indicating that they had to use the bathroom. Like they would go days without eating and, mm -hmm. and I'm, never have been hungry because they hungry. didn't know what hunger Felt was like or what it was or have ever recognized it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, very. And so, again, community, their community failed them. Mm -hmm. to help them mature, to understand and articulate and what know their need what is their and, need is and, then how to, and how to fill it. Mm -hmm. So um, another thing that in that child, the, the task for that child is discernment. So we say that word, but really what does that mean? So it's just helping them to distinguish what's good for you and what's bad for you, mm -hmm. helping them understand what do I need? What, how do I, um, what's good for me in this situation or what's bad for me in this situation? How do I go and get that? How do I just determine what, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's for me to grow. simple, simple, practical things yeah. like, okay, there's a road and there's cars. Uh, is it safe for me to cross or not safe for me to cross? That's a real practical, practical one. way to look at it. But it, it yep. could be, um, I really like Johnny because Johnny has video games at his house. Mm -hmm. But those video games aren't games I'm supposed to be playing. So how right. do I determine and discern? Is Johnny a good friend to me? Right. 
you know, or if Johnny's treating me really poorly, mm. how do I mm. discern that that's Johnny's, a big one. yeah, that Johnny's that's not a, being kind to me? That's a really big mm-hmm. one because the kids are like, I really like Johnny, mm-hmm. but he's always mean to me, but I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So that's, yeah. So those are all good discernment things. Yeah. Also too, a big one is learning what brings yeah. personal satisfaction. So between the ages of four and 12, you should be learning what satisfies, what feels like feels that feeling of satisfaction and completion of I did something and I really enjoyed doing it and I got it done. So satisfaction might look like my room was a big mess and I cleaned it. And the feeling of satisfaction of a cleaned room, especially after it's a huge mess is so good. Yes. And that's something that, yeah. (laughs) And that's something that honestly your whole life is built on learn having satisfaction moments, having joy. Yep. And we had this revelation as we were processing the material this week. It's like, yeah. oh, God created us to not only experience joy, as mm-hmm. in I'm happy to be with other people, yeah. but also a deep sense of satisfaction. satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. That abundant life is about satisfaction. It's not about, and it's not about, I mean, there's been plenty of messages teach, taught on never be complacent, never be content, yeah. uh, those type of things. That's not what we're talking about. But the satisfaction and knowing knowing that I've done something well, mm-hmm. those are all things that the Lord really wants us to experience. Yeah. He doesn't want us to to be doing things and living a life where we feel like no matter what we do, like we put stuff in a bucket and when we look at it, it's always half empty. He loves the, he loves an overflowing mm-hmm. cup, yeah, not just a, not just a full cup, but an overflowing yeah. one and the satisfaction of that. Yeah. It's one of those things where you even like I, um, Jim Wilder, again, the person with the life model works that worked on this. And he had, he was saying at one point that he knows people that actually at their dinner table, they'll say, Hey, what brought you satisfaction today? Mm-hmm. You know, to their kids and their kids like, well, I had this really hard math problem and I'd stuck it out and I did it. And that would just, I just, it felt so good to do that. Mm-hmm. Or um, like, you know, said my room was a mess or I tried this trick on my bike it didn't really work, but it was so good just to try something. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the elements of what makes satisfaction possible. Okay. Yeah. Like in those situations that you're talking about, because this is a key kid task is everything you mentioned has something hard yes. in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't find satisfaction in easy in things. Easy things. That's like, so good. Like I walked into the living room. That was so satisfying. Right. <laughs> so uh, it's really when you have a hard something in front of you and you accomplish and it. you push through and you accomplish it, yeah. which is a child task. So yes. learning how to do hard things brings and satisfaction bring, yeah, and can, do them, bring satisfaction. can bring satisfaction. It is, I think how satisfaction yeah. is a key element yeah. ingredient to satisfaction yeah. is learning how to do the hard thing and seeing it through, not even seeing it through to, sometimes to successful yes. yeah. completion. Yeah. Right. Um, the satisfaction I think, comes fully when it is a positive outcome but the but the piece of learning how to do the hard thing kind of segues into the next piece that we talk about that kids need to learn is discipline discipline yeah and how to do hard things persistence Mm -hmm. being persistent and how Mm -hmm. to stay at it the the stay at it attitude which in this society it's so we're we unfortunately we've conditioned Mm -hmm. our kids ourselves this generation that i'm going to and and honestly, it's one of the things that I struggle with too. It's like Janelle asked me to do something. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll try it and I'll do it. And then it still is not fixed or worked. And then like, well, I tried it. What is that? <laughs> I mean, now that I say that I'm outing myself, but it's true. I'm glad he had the revelation. <laughs> 
but it's true. Like in that moment, it's like, there's gotta be some perseverance in that. And there has to be some stick to it to figure it out. And, mm -hmm. and, and then also not let shame kick in. Cause here's another part of that. Not let shame kick in that. I didn't get it done or I didn't, couldn't figure it couldn't out. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I have a phone and I have Google. Yeah. Thank God for Google. And I have resources that I can right. oh, call that's good. Yeah. and say, Hey, I don't know how to do this. And they may or may not know how to do it, but they can say, but I know someone who does. Right. You might have to pay for it, right. but I do know someone who can help right. you do that. And so there's even satisfaction in that. Right. <clears throat> like trying to do something, can't figure it out, and then going to your community mm -hmm. and then them helping you navigate that. There is satisfaction in that for me. Like, okay, yeah, I was, I, I may not have done it with my own hands, but I got it done. Right. Yeah. And so that goes back to what we talked about with the community needs to help you develop your resources and talents. But one of the child tasks is developing your own resources yes. and your own talents mm -hmm. and knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at. Yeah. Um, but also knowing, OK, so who can I reach out to or what resources do I have in my hand to be able to to complete what might be really hard for me. So like, I don't know why plumbing is coming to mind. It's my but, family. So yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but like plumbing, so you have a plumbing leak and you try to fix it. Well, one, you have a choice, right? And we're talking about adults at this point, but you'll see the mirroring in, in childhood. Yeah. Uh, Cause this is how it comes out in the adult phase. If you haven't completed this task and you don't know how to do hard things. So you might see a plumbing leak and you might say, Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to do anything about that. And you might fidget with it and now it leaks worse. And so, and it's a hard thing, right? And you don't, and so a lot of times I think people give up. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. It's just going to leak, I guess. I, I guess it's just going to leak. I, you know, and you could have a lot of, this could be a, a metaphor for so many things in life, um, <laughs> you know, that things are leaking. And you might look at it and be like, I have absolutely no idea what to do right now. Yeah. And so then you just quit. Yeah. And you just walk away and let the thing in your life leak. Yeah, right. That's good. But really the next step is saying, okay, one, I don't know how to fix it. So I have a need. So you, you've identified your need. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have infant a need. maturity. Infant maturity. I have a need. And I, so now I need to ask someone to meet that need. Oh, it's embarrassing. I should probably know how to balance my checkbook. I should probably know how to manage my finances, Yeah, but I don't. Mm -hmm. So I have a need in yeah. order to keep the faucet from leaking. Yeah. So what do I do? And we've talked about this before. I'm like, dude, you got Google. <laughs> Thank God for Google. I know. Uh, back in the day, we didn't have Google. And so yeah. Google is a great resource. You don't know how to fix the plumbing. You could probably Google it. Probably Google it. And then the next step is. And, okay, and that's a form of asking. That is a form of asking. <laughs> hey, Google. Hey, Siri. <laughs> hey, Siri. How do I fix the leaking faucet? And then if you can't get that done, because you're trying to still meet your own need, which is really good. That's mm -hmm. an important thing. Okay. I have a resource that's my personal resource and I'm going to go find how to do this. And so then, but if I get stuck, then I can reach out to other people in my community to help meet need and walk me through the leadership square. Exactly. And be vulnerable enough to do yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, another key piece of discipline is learning how to wait for and oh, work I, for what is good. Yeah. The only thing I want to add to that first one with learning how to do hard things, persistent teach it's, so much easier to learn as a child between those mm -hmm. ages of four and 12, mm -hmm. so much easier. So for parents, if you've got kids in those ages, it's so do much them easier the favor yes. of teaching them how to do hard things in that, Please. in that window. Cause, mm -hmm. because I'm 43, I'll be 44 this year and I'm old. It's a struggle guys. It's hard. It's mm -hmm. hard to do hard things. 
mm-hmm. because you've been set in your ways of not doing hard things. And yeah. so do them a favor and teach them to do and help them walk through hard things. Yep. Okay. So learning to wait for and work for what is good kills entitlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a huge entitlement epidemic in our young people these days because they have never learned how to wait for and work for uh, what's good for them. They, yeah. they want all those good things handed to them. Um, learning to say no to what's bad for them. We talked about that just in doing the things that are good and not just the things that you want yeah. and, and learning to decipher that again at four years old, no idea, but it could look like as simple as, um, okay, it's time to pick up the toys. And I don't want you. Okay. Well, but we, we pick up the toys cause this is what's good. We enjoy living in a clean house. Yeah. And so, okay, I'm going to put away the toys and then I'm going to return to what I enjoy doing. Yeah. But I can do the hard and thing. And you can, and, and, and you help them do that. You may need to walk them through that as mm-hmm. they're younger. You know, you help, you, you get down on your hands and knees and help pick up the toys and mm-hmm. do it together. Um, some of the other things real fast are develop personal resources and talents. We talked about that, just helping them understand, um, what their personal needs and their talents are. So you help them walk those out and do those things. The next one, we can't, we can't skim no. over this one, but no self and takes responsibility for making self understandable to others. So a key childhood task is knowing you yep. and learning you again, you and what you need and mm-hmm. what you like and what you enjoy and who you are. Yep. And then working on communicating that to others. So, uh, that's actually your job. If you struggle doing that as an adult, it's likely because it was missed in childhood. And so as a community too, it's our job to help kids do that and help adults who don't quite have that in them to do it. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to talk to people with good eye contact and, and, um, know who we are. So I yeah. want a tangent on that, but I'm going to, we can't, we got So I want to do this. We need, we're going to do a couple here. So, so there's also, so as you've, we've, we've alluded to, so there's things that if you don't have your task completely met, and, or you don't have the skills learned completely met in those phases, then it carries over to adulthood. So what yeah. you're going to see is child maturity holes. So there's obvious immaturity in adults in some of these areas. And yeah, so when they weren't able to meet these tasks, they could. Right. So one of them is they're often very self-centered, um, very egocentrical, um, how they can only take care of one person at a time. They yep. were never, they never, they weren't even taught to fully take care of themselves. Yep. So it's not, they're not capable of taking care of other people. They're still trying to figure out how to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And so everything tends to still be about me. Me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very selfish that way. Um, they don't have a stable identity or they act like different people in different situations. We talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where, um, you have a boss that one day they're happy and then you walk in the next day and they're upset. And then you don't, after a week of this, you don't know what to expect when you go and walk into your office because, or your boss, because they're, they, their emotions ride this wave and they bring their emotions out in every situation. So you don't know what to expect when you go into the office. The flip side of this is the people that you know that you're like, Oh, I know exactly how they would act in this situation. Um, I know how they would react in this situation. Those are the people who have developed this well Mm -hmm. and they are able to stay stable over time. Yep. Um, they, so struggle to persevere, um, and difficulty and only do things they feel like doing. Uh, and so that could be somebody who has a lot of different jobs. It gets too hard for them at a job. And so they're like, I just, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. That ties to the other one too. Just maybe constantly chasing fun and excitement. Yeah, I was going to constantly wanna, looking. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. No, go please. Constantly looking for satisfaction. So they're, they're trying this and they're trying that and they go from this career to that career or this job to that job. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> but the thing with that too is that the flip side of that is they might find it hard to control their cravings. 
mm-hmm. um, especially um, when they're under stress. Mm-hmm. It gets really hard. So what happens in that is that's where addictions come in. Yeah. And so an addiction is really anything that you are using to bring you comfort other than relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it's very easy. So you. So a lot of people who are struggling with addiction, pornography, uh, alcohol, drugs are often people who have gaps in their infant and childhood maturity that they're just trying to figure out how to fill. They don't know how to satisfy. We talked about that being a key thing. They have a need uh, and they're desperate to meet it, but they don't know how, and they don't know how to ask for help. Uh, Suicide is another piece where that typically will come into play where there's this deep need that they have, but they don't know how to articulate it and they don't know how to meet it. And it leads to major hopelessness. So, um, so if you see someone or know someone or you yourself struggle with those patterns of addiction, the thing that you know you're not supposed to do, but somehow you keep finding yourself back there, take a look through this again, listen to this again, uh, do some more research on it. We will have materials on our website, but likely there's a child need that you're, yeah. you're just trying to meet. You're yeah. just trying to meet. And, um, and there is hope because you can grow through it mm-hmm. and you'll notice that those tendencies to try to soothe yourself through different forms will quiet yeah. and uh, you can overcome. One piece too that we want to talk about. So there's a flip side. So you yes. have, you have ch- adults who did not meet their childhood needs and they're very selfish and kind of scattered all over the place, not really living in the fullness of who they are. Uh, it can be egocentrical. Um, all those pieces, but then you can also have children who unfortunately in their childhood were kind of flipped on their head. So this is more similar to my story where as a child, I was expected to be outside of my maturity level and be a parent, be a parent to me, um, be a parent to my parents at times. And so I had this pseudo pseudo maturity where instead of learning how to take care of myself, Mm -hmm. I learned how to take care of everybody but myself. Mm -hmm. And so you may see this in yourself or in other people. Um, I joke sometimes because I'm like, who, who fosters 70 kids, which sounds really (laughs) harsh. We've, we fostered 70 kids if you don't know our story, but it's partially because I had learned how to take care of everybody else, but myself. Mm -hmm. And it ended up really being a damaging thing to me to where in my forties, I ran into a brick wall of Janelle is never taking care of herself. And Janelle cannot live another day without taking care of herself. And so, um, and I had spent all those years expecting other people to take care of me while I was taking care of everybody else. And it was led to a ton of disappointment, yeah. a ton of resentment, um, fear, fear. Yep. Because I could, I never really just got to be a kid. And so learning now, like, Oh, these were gaps that were missed. Yeah. And so what can I do to grow in them? But so you can see that in leaders as well. When you see a leader who is really good at taking care of everybody else, not themselves, a leader who may be leading out of fear, mm-hmm. um, getting their own needs met, trying to get their own needs met through others and caring for others or being in a position where they care for others. Uh, you'll notice that. But the primary task to be completed by a child is to take care of themselves. And the primary resulting problem as an adult is not taking responsibility for self. Yes. So that could be in the situation I just shared of, I take care of everybody else but myself or or very important. It could look like um, I actually don't take care responsibility for, for anything. anything I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so 
Um, I want to read this and then we're going to go into really the, the goals for today. So um, you will know when a person has graduated from the child level of maturity to the adult level because he or she will shift from being self-centered child um, to a both-centered adult. While a child needs to learn me-centered fairness, how do I make it fair for me? An adult learns we center we, we centered. centered fairness. How do I make it fair for us? So yes. That's so the... That, that's that transition out of childhood yep. into adulthood. Yes. Is the transition of I can take care of me and someone else at the same time. Right. And so, again, we're ramping up, right? So from four, I'm only taking care of me. As I'm moving 12 to 12, 13 years old, I should be able to begin taking care of other people. Yeah. And, and that is the goal. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.